Welcome back to Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires to my left, and Paul Boyd is playing wingback to my right. Ricky and I are going to give him a little blocking up front. We're going to hand Paul the ball, and off we're going to go running the wing tee, Ricky. And can we do the fumble ruski at least one time? Because I can. Go you mean on. intentionally or like call the play? Yeah, call the play. Oh, I want okay. to do the fumble ruski. Go about four yards. Four or forty. Four. Okay. I can make it four. I can't do 40. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So we are talking some high school sports today on this podcast, and we are joined now by Jeremy Muck, the the football guru of the state down in Little Rock. Jeremy, how you doing today? Hey, Chip. Hey, Rick. Hey, hey, Paul. How are you guys doing? We are awesome up here. So, Jeremy, we were talking a little bit earlier about your story that's in the Democrat Gazette today about the uh, uh, the games that have been can or not can I guess canceled or no contest or whatever yeah. whatever official title are putting them we, we mentioned they're not a they're not a win or a loss they're just games that were not able to be played because of covid but Jeremy 17 of them in the state um, so far that have been affected by covid 19 yes and we played three weeks of the high school football team so far and you know some of those games have been straight up canceled and uh the opponent that wasn't affected by COVID couldn't find an opponent, but there's also been some cases where, um, you know, some of the teams that they weren't able to were able to find an opponent, they were able to find an opponent. Like for example, this week, like I mentioned before today, uh, Blyville was able to uh, schedule against McGee because like Blyville was supposed to play Riverview and, Cro- and McGee was supposed to play Crawford, but Riverview and Crawford each have a COVID case, so. You know, those schools couldn't play. So, Lyville's making the long trip down 55, 79 into McGee wow. on Friday night. I, I talked to Lyville coach Lance Stone earlier today, um, talking earlier Wednesday, talking about that, talking about the long trip. They're leaving at 9.30 in the morning Friday wow. afternoon. Pretty long day for them. Jeremy, I, I didn't remember if I saw it in your story, but Fort Smith Northside was one of those teams that had to cancel its game last week. It was supposed to play yeah. um, against Greenwood, and then um, Harbor was supposed to play Northside this week. And what happened is, just like you mentioned, teams that were connected to Northside were Harbor and Greenwood. They ended up playing each other last Friday. And uh, for a while, it appeared that Northside might not get a game, Jeremy, but they were able to get a game with more Oklahoma, so good for Northside. Yes, and uh, it helps that they're right on the Oklahoma border, too, so you can utilize uh, Oklahoma as part of your uh, schedule, which uh, several teams up in Northwest Arkansas have been able to do. So, exactly. yeah, anytime you, can, anytime you can find a game and uh, have the kids play, that's a, that's a good thing. That, absolutely. So, Jeremy, 17 in the state so far affected by COVID. Is that a number, Jeremy, that you think is high? Because I thought it might we might have more than that. You know, I think I think 17 is a number that, it's obviously you don't want any game to be canceled or, or uh, rescheduled, but I think 17 right now, I, I expect to be a little bit higher myself, but I think there are some, there, there are some schools where, you know, let's, let's be honest with ourselves here. Some, some of these schools may be, may not be forthright with their numbers, you, yep, you know, and exactly. say, yeah, I mean, it may, you know, don't be surprised down the line and I'll, I'll bring it up or I'll bring it up. I'll put it in the existence. There may be a school down the line where, they may have a couple kids with COVID, but may still decide to play. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't put it past anybody to do that, especially if you're a, a pretty good team and uh, you still you don't want to cancel your game. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, they, I mean, you got to watch out for that, too. So, Jeremy, your story today dealt with football. Uh, mentioned a little bit of other sports, but uh, we had a couple schools up here, Paul, uh, volleyball programs. Uh, Bentonville West has is going to uh, – has canceled its next well, – 
next three. Now, one would have been last night, but it's next three volleyball matches uh, over COVID. In, in addition, uh, as well as Rogers, Rogers, so, Bentonville West have both decided for they're, they're going to quarantine, and uh, that'll be two weeks. Like you said, if you count the game last night, that'll be four uh, 6A West Conference games that will be canceled, no contest. So, uh, so far, Jeremy, the games of football that have been uh, canceled are non-conference games. Uh, so no conference yep. standings or playoff seedings or anything like that has been affected. I think we would all uh, be, you know, remiss if we didn't think that this could happen, uh, you know, in conference play. And so when that happens, that's going to create some really unique uh, situations where, uh, you know, will would those games be played? Not, if a non-conference game is canceled now because of COVID, that game's probably going to be out the window. But if it's a conference game, that might be a little bit different story. Yeah, you're not going to be able to uh, reschedule a conference game per se. Exactly. And actually, AAA, and I'm going to be working on this score here in the next week, in the next week as we get into conference games. You know, AAA, the AAA is going to treat the non-conference game kind of like the non-conference game. They're going to call it a no contest. So if a conference game it were to be canceled, it will be considered a no contest, which means that, you know, it could play in the playoff standings. Yes. Uh, playoff standings and you may have a conference team, say, let's just say, for example, the, the Class 4A. Yeah, let's say in the 4A2 with, uh, or say the 4A1 for Northwest Arkansas. For, say that Shallow Christian has to uh, cancel a conference game and they only play six conference games. Right. Then you have Prairie Grove plays seven. And I think that what they're going to have to do, when, I, when I'm looking at the uh, AAA's, uh, you know, AAA policy here with the 2020 season with uh, COVID-19, you know, it's going to come, you know, could be uh, on the tiebreaker point. Right. Tiebreaker points are going to be one of the big things to, to look at uh, with uh, conference games this year. And, and the tiebreaker points have always been a big deal, especially if you need them. But they were really coming to play this season. Let's yes. If they, do complete the, if they do complete the regular season, tiebreaker points are probably going to be bigger than ever this season. Yes, yes. Now, Paul, with volleyball, because, you know, it being a totally different sport in you know, the football, they could play multiple volleyball games on a Saturday, matches on a Saturday. Um, let's say let's say these four games at West and four games at Rogers uh, are not going to – are go, right now not going to play. Well, you could make up some of those on Saturdays because you could play multiple volleyball matches in a day if that's what they had to do. It, it is possible, but I, I, I think I've been told that, that – just what he said. I, I don't believe they have any any thoughts of of, of replaying of them. replaying them, you know. And we were talking about you know in conference play in volleyball, it's kind of like basketball. You play each other everybody twice. Right. Well, now if if those games are wiped out and you only get to play a certain opponent once, boy, that makes that one one game head head one head. match head to head huge. Yeah. I mean, playoff implications, playoff seeds. A lot of could, could be a lot at stake in in one specific match. Absolutely. Well, you know, COVID nineteen, you know, is is continues to be a big part of what's going on um, in the in in the world, and and in the U.S. and and uh, of course in this state. Um, and uh, but but I tell you what, Jeremy, I do have to give props to the schools in the state because from what I'm seeing. Uh, it seems to me that they're doing a pretty good job of trying to stay on top of things while the kids are in school. It, these outbreaks seem to be happening because they're kids, and the, the, it's, it's what's happening outside of school is where, kind of where they're kind of uh, you know, get, getting, uh, getting the numbers up. 
Yes, and that's the point that Lance Taylor brought up to me for, for the story in today's Democrat Bag was, that, you know, you the schools have been doing a good job with the protocols, and for the most part, inside the schools during the day in class and in the lunchroom and also during uh, during practices and games. But, yeah, I mean, you worry about what the kids do outside of school. And really, in a normal year, even when there wasn't COVID-19 in the, in the, in the system, still have to worry about your kids. I mean, sure. honestly, teenage kids, it's boys or girls, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you always worry about teenage kids. Exactly, so, exactly. You know, no doubt about that. Hey, Jeremy, hey, this is Rick. I've seen two games, I've seen a scrimmage, and I've been impressed with the way the fans have been uh, 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 doing their part. I haven't seen any, you know, uh, arguments with an official or with somebody, a superintendent. Everywhere I see, I go in the stadium, and they've got – Places marked off. Please wear your mask. Uh, they got sanitizers all over the place. And I think, uh, for the most part, or 99% of the time, I think the parents are really doing, and the fans doing their part as well. I think, and Rick, you bring, you bring up a good point with that. And, you know, look, there's gonna, there are people in this country, right? There are people in this country right now that don't want to wear their mask. I understand that. That you're right. You're an American. You have your freedom. You can say that. But at the same time, I heard this point a few weeks ago. Okay, you don't want to wear your mask. But you know what? If you don't wear your mask, your kid's not going to play football. Exactly. Your kid's not going to play volleyball. Your kid's not going to run cross country. Your kid's not going to be golfing. Your kid's not going to play tennis this fall. So suck it up for about two or three hours and yes. you know wear your mask and social distance so your son or daughter can play their respective sports. They're not just about sports. So your kid can play in the band, your kid can be in quiz bowl or do, or any other activity. Go, go, go to the prom. Yeah, go to the prom. Have a graduation. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, we've talked to your kids. Yeah, you know? we've talked about this, Jeremy, over and over, both on this podcast and in our regular videos that we do. Uh, you know, it, it's about the it's it's about the kids. It's not about you. It's about the kids. And high school kids, unlike college kids, Jeremy, you know this, college kids have all gotten a do-over. Even the kids who are seniors right now, like, for example, you know, we were talking about the Texas game the other night that Sam Ellinger's a senior, but he can come back and play next year. This is a do-over year if he wants to. But the quarterback at, at Bryant, uh, if, you know, if, if his game were to be canceled due to COVID and people not wearing a mask, he doesn't get that game back. It's, he's not getting an extra year of eligibility. It's, it's, they don't get a mulligan. That's that's right. I mean, you can only you only, you only have so many years of high school, yep. and you know you're a senior in high school. I mean, you're not gonna want to have to come back to go play your high school football senior next year. You know, there's no you know public school system. You're not gonna be able to reclassify. I Correct. mean, you have to if you have two enough grades, you want to get your diploma and move on and move out of your parents' house and uh, go to college and move on. So, yeah, no doubt about that. And Jerry, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm an older guy, probably a lot older than you, and my high school senior year is still one of the best years of my life, and they've had this awful play put on them, and it's been real difficult for them every day. And just to get out there and play a little bit and run around a little bit, and uh, please don't uh, ruin this for these kids. They, they, they've, they've had to try to overcome enough. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a tough year for everybody, but especially – Especially uh, the high school students. Yes. Uh, yeah. Even when there's these, these seniors this fall, I mean, as juniors last year, I mean, you, you mentioned the Bryant quarterback, uh, Austin Ledbetter, Chip. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, he plays baseball. baseball. He's, yep. he's playing to go to Arkansas yep. on a baseball scholarship. Yep. Yep. And he had his baseball season lost last year. Exactly. So, 
yeah, I mean, it's uh, no doubt about that. Do it for the kids. Well, and, and Jeremy, also in, in the today's Democrat Gazette, George uh, Story, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correct, um, had a story that Arkansas State you know, and UCA are supposed to play each other. They've had to delay that game now to October over, over some COVID issues. Uh, and, uh, and if I read the story right, Jeremy, it wasn't, it wasn't like a whole team thing. Um, it was One more position. of a position yeah. thing. Um, and, if that, and if it's the offensive line or defensive line or, or whatever – um, you know, you can't play, you know, you can't play a, a, a football game with, you know, with four offensive linemen. You can't do it. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, when it comes to a position group like the offensive line or defensive line or secondary, what if it was the quarterback yeah. or the running back? I mean, you know, in every position in football is important as a team sport. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that that game got uh, called off until October 10th because, Arkansas State's coming off that huge win yep. at Kansas State last right. weekend, and yep. they got all the momentum in the world from that game, and they're going, they're going to have their first home game in Jonesboro on on Saturday, and playing an in-state team like UCA, a school that beat them a few years ago. So there was that coming in as well. So and UCA's had some momentum early on with the national attention they've received for playing a couple games so far. But you know, obviously it's COVID nineteen. It's a different different type of year. I mean, you know it's there's going to be hiccups, unfortunately. Well, I give uh, Jeremy. I give these coaches and administrators, and you know the ads and that kind of thing, uh, a lot of credit for being fluid with this. You know, it, it has to be fluid with everybody. Um, you know, there's going like for example, Jeremy, we were talking about last week when Harbor and Greenwood kind of you know got together at the last minute, and the Harbor the uh, Greenwood coaches had spent several days preparing for Northside, and then all of a sudden Northside's off the table, and they're playing a Harbor team. It's a completely different you know, style of play, and those coaches are having to adjust on the fly and do scouting reports and things like that, um, you know, you think you got it down and you, you're, you've got your your work done for the weekend and you're done, and then the next thing you know on Sunday you get a call and say, hey, we're not playing that team. You need to prepare a scouting report for Harbor now. Yes, and uh, what hey, a man. job by Greenwood last week. Yeah, yeah. it worked out pretty well, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah, it worked, <laughs> worked, out pretty, pretty, worked out pretty good. I mean, it won't be the last time. Like, it won't be the last time you got to prepare for a new opponent. I mean – if you have like a team has to cancel because of COVID, like on a Monday or a Tuesday, and you're able to reschedule, yeah. boy, that usually start your preparation for a game on the Saturday morning. Exactly. And uh, Saturday morning, and you have all weekend to work as coaches, and you bring in the kids starting Monday, at least do some walkthrough stuff, and then get into a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's but it's a, it's a different year with, with COVID. Uh, no doubt. You know, and, and uh, you guys are talking about Greenwood, and I, I visited with Greenwood coach uh, Chris Young about that, and one of the first thing you know, that was the holiday weekend. They they made use of that holiday Monday because they found out Sunday, and apparently their coaching staff stayed through the night Yeah, Sunday. The, the, the Greenwood coaching yeah. staff wasn't out uh, mingling and having a big, uh, uh, no, big, big the, Labor Day no, uh, get-together. No they celebrations. Were, they, <laughs> uh, they, were, they, were, they were watching film and, and putting together a game plan. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jeremy, uh, thanks for joining us today. You know, I wanted to uh, get your perspective on this because this is, you know, it's, it's a story that impacts um, every program in the state. Um, you know, I – uh, you know, we we hope things will be smooth. We we hope we hope there's only 17 games that'll be you know that'll be canceled. Absolutely. There won't be any more. I think we'd be naive to think that there won't be. Yeah, no doubt about that. And like I told somebody the other day, you know, I'm not just covering a high school sports season. I'm covering a COVID-19 season yes. as well. So yep. two different seasons at the same time. I think we we all we all are doing that though. 
Good. Yep, absolutely. So, Jeremy, thanks for joining us, and we will definitely have you back on here in a couple of weeks to talk to, uh, talk some more and catch us up on uh, – on you know what's going on, especially once we get conference play. But Jeremy, I was going to mention too uh, before you before we let you go, uh, the Cedar Hill Trinity team coming in this week to play Bryant. How do you uh, have you had a chance to to, to, to see the one of those uh, you know take a look at that game or anything? Yeah, you know I'm starting. I'm going to have a story in Friday's Democrat is that previewing that game, and uh, you know uh, Deion Sanders' uh, son Shadir Sanders is quarterback for. Uh, for uh, Trinity Christian, uh, he's going to Florida Atlantic to play quarterback, and you know that's a heck of a matchup uh, down here. I mean, I know they're pretty excited about it down at Bryan. It's unfortunate that they can't have a full stadium there at uh, Hornet Stadium this year because of COVID. But you know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of attention for that game, and uh, any time in Bryant, I mean, they don't really get to play. They don't really play out of state teams very often. I think it might be one of the first out of state teams they've ever played. I think, but Bryant now. Not only becoming a statewide program, it's almost becoming a national program, Correct. winning the last two, seven, eight titles. So they're getting their, their name out there. The uh, Jeremy, I was going to tell you that my little tiny little hometown team in Texas last week played this Trinity team. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, little Malakoff, Texas, population 2,500. Rick on Hee be population 2,500. Salute! Salute. <laughs> <laughs> so little, little town, and uh, Trinity beat them, I think it was 58 37, something like that. Um, but my my hometown team was happy. They hung, you know, however many points on them, and and uh, um, they're they're a good team. And I talked to several people down there that you know that were at the game, and they said that uh, that Dion's son is legitimate, and they've got some really good receivers. But uh, in my I think Bryant would be a, in my opinion, I, I could see Bryant being a, a much better team than this team. Yeah, and Bryant so far they're they're two and zero, and they've uh, dominated the first two games against. Right. Uh, you know, against Ben and Marion. So, you know, they're, they're wanting to play, they're wanting to play well tomorrow night because they're about ready to get ready for the seven day central uh, conference, which is a tough conference every week for them. So, yes. you know, but, but Bryant, I mean, yes, there's a lot of attention on this game, but Buck James is not going to let them lose focus off the fact that they still got a football game to play. Don't worry about the outside noise and, you know, still be able to play well, play up to their potential. Jeremy, how many fans uh, percentage-wise are they allowing? Is it about thirty percent, or do you do you know? Yeah, you know, uh, at Bryant, it's their first home game on Friday, so you know, you know, the state says sixty-six percent, but then you take out every other row, and you know, and, and you have like different pods, like family pods, you know, family of four yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So really, the attendance is probably more about twenty, thirty percent. At probably, I would say, um, at Hornet Stadium, a couple thousand. Usually, I think it's around four thousand, five thousand seat stadium in there. So, you know, you, you probably won't, you probably won't have more than fifteen hundred, two thousand gotcha. at that game at, at most. Gotcha. So, gotcha. yeah, it's really unfortunate though. That that would be a game you get at least five thousand out. Should be a great game. Well, Jeremy, again, thanks for jumping on with us, and uh, we will be bringing you back here in a couple of weeks. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Y'all, y'all be safe. That was Jeremy Muck. The uh, he he's the lead football reporter for the Democrat Gazette in Little Rock. Um, covers a lot of high school football. Had a really great story in today's paper about the 17 football games that have been canceled by COVID-19 issues. And uh, you know this is going to continue to be a story for us uh, through football, through basketball. And uh, you know at some point, I hope we do reach a point where we're not talking about this. But I do not see that. Anywhere on the horizon yet? What about what about you, Paul? No, not at all. I, I, 
it's something where I think everybody is going to be dealing with probably this this school year anyway, and hopefully, like you said, we can we can get to get to that point, but we're we're definitely not there yet. Absolutely, week to week, it week to week, game to game, almost game to hour game. to hour. Yep, you absolutely. know, and think things can change. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally the podcast. Again, Ricky, I'm going to say it again. Paul, wear your mask. Do it for the kids. Don't want to hear about your political beliefs. Don't want to hear about it affecting your manhood. Don't want to hear about it affecting your freedom. Because you know scare. what? Those kids are depending on you to be the adult here, to wear your mask so that they can have what they have rightfully earned and what they deserve. They need to be able to have their one-act play, their football game, their prom, their graduation, their lunch period, whatever it is that kids get to have. You, a lot of us are old. We've forgotten what that was like. But Rick mentioned that his senior year in 1871 is still <laughs> the one of the best years he ever had. And uh, it's mine, too. And it should be every every senior. So. How about just hanging with your friends? Exactly. I, 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 Absolutely. That hadn't happened, I'm exactly. sure, for, for a, lot of, a lot of kids. Exactly. So just do it for them. Don't, don't take your, Remove yourself from the equation. The only thing you need to worry about is keeping a mask on your face. Uh, for a lot of you, and me included, you look a whole lot better with that mask on. But you know what? The mask has improved my appearance about a thousand percent. Is there anything more than a thousand? If it if it could be higher, right. it would be higher. So that's it for this week's edition. I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the Capital D Pod Capital Podcast.